Fantasy, aka Sierra, is a Fireflow artist with a passion to share her visual art and connect with the world. Her journey began with a hula hoop and bass music. Here she is a year later, seemingly transformed by a plastic circle. Movement meditation through flow arts is an undeniably therapeutic process that Sierra finds solace in every day, and she hopes to give a piece of her to every person that watches her dance. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Sierra. Thank you. Thank you for having how, me. Yeah, of course. Tell me, tell me how it's going today. What's on your mind today? Well, I do have the insomniac auditions coming up on Saturday. Um, Ooh, that's fun. What is that? It's for, uh, it's just like for people who don't know, it's just like insomniac, the the company that runs like a lot of festivals, especially in California. Um, (gasps) What? They do EDC, Hard Summer, Countdown, Escape Halloween, like all of that, Nocturnal Wonderland, all of that stuff. And uh, they're casting auditions for go-go dancers and just performers in general like characters and stuff that is in LA this wow so I will be attending that that's so cool how I have a friend who actually I forget off the top of my head the company she works for but she does that as well and I love to see her pictures just like dressed up as characters in the forest at these fests but how did you even get into that like in the beginning I guess and also how did you stumble upon the actual tryouts to uh to flow arts well yeah yeah just in general um it was kind of it was an accident um I was walking I was like walking along the beach late at night with a friend and we saw someone set up on the beach with and they had like like a glowing plastic circle laying on the ground and we were like (laughs) from far from afar we were like what is that is that like is that like a light for like photo shoots and we walk up and it's this guy and we were like what is that circle thing and he was like oh it's a hoop you just do this and then he gave us this fucking amazing mind-blowing light show and that was actually Jacob Carrero the flow revelation on Instagram (laughs) shout out Jacob and um so he had just transferred to UCSB and uh, he grabbed our Snapchats because he was like, I'm new here. Like, let's be friends. So then um, I would invite him to go like slacklining together. And then uh, whenever we hung out, I would just kind of like fuck around with his hoop a little bit. But like not really like for months, I just kind of like watched from afar. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. feel much of a connection to it. At first, I would like sometimes pick up the hoop and fuck around with it, but it was really nothing serious. Um, and then that summer, I um, he gave me a hoop to use and to play with. And that's when it really kicked off is yeah. I just started hooping like every single day. And then I got my own first hoop um, and it just kind of like exploded from there. And then that, so I was mainly hooping that kind of brought me into the world of flow arts. So like, obviously now, like I fuck around with all the other props as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you, did you have a background in dance or anything like that? Like, did you like to dance growing up? Absolutely not. I, I have always, like, I always wanted to like know how to dance. Like ever since I was a kid, like I just wished that I could dance, but I didn't know how I didn't have the resources to learn. 
Mm. And I also like feel like learning to dance is kind of more of a private thing. And I never really like had privacy growing up. I was always sharing a room and I was just, it wasn't that kind of household <laughs> to be mm. dancing. It really was not. So like I never learned like was formally trained how to dance. Um, and I was like too insecure to try to learn on my own until so, I like, started. What did that, I was going to say, so what did that look like for you? Were you just like, when you started, were you trying to just kind of learn tricks that you'd seen other people do? Or were you incorporating that, like also kind of learning movement for dance at the same time? Yeah. So at first it was more the style of trick hooping because I didn't know how to move my, my body. Um, so wait, also, can I, can I cuss? Like, I don't know if you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you totally can. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to move my fucking body. Like, so like it, when you look back at my earlier videos, it's mainly just like trick to trick to trick. Like it's more about moving the hoop than moving my body. But then like, as I learned more and more, I started to like, the more I connected with the, with the hoop, the more comfortable I felt with the, like moving my body with it. Yeah. Like it kind of just like added up from there. Um, and then I started like focusing on moving my body with the hoop once I felt comfortable with my ability to manipulate the hoop. Mm, that makes sense. What helped you feel confident in that process? Like, how did you find that comfortability in that movement? Did it just come with time as you got better, like with practice? I'd say it was, it was the music, like my, mm. my journey with flow arts, like as a lot of people's, my journey with flow arts grew with music. I was also just getting into EDM. Like it was kind mm. of my first time, like with the whole rave scene too, at the time, like I jumped into all of it at once. And like, how long ago was that? Oh God, this was, I literally need to look at a calendar because I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Freshman year. So this was summer of 2022. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This wow. Was summer so of 2022. You've like improved very quickly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That, I mean, I don't even have like context, but just to see what, like, I haven't seen necessarily an old video to compare, but just knowing what you just told me about not having a background in dance just the combination of the two and where you're at now from what I've seen. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, did you have... How did you go about that? Cause you mentioned that you were like basically practicing every day, which when I had more time, that's how I started off as well. I would just try to learn a new trick every day. Like I would go to hoop smiles website and just try to do a trick every day. Uh -huh. um, but what did that look like? Like, did you have a routine or was it different every day? Like, so the first summer that I started hooping, I honestly was like really fucking depressed, <laughs> like mm. severely. Um, and I was also a workaholic. So I was using like excessive work to cope, like fucking 12 hour days, like five, six days a week. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. Right. But then like every day, like coming home from work, like I grabbed my hoop and I like just would turn on music and I would just move. You know, like, because it's like, once you realize that there's no right or wrong with flow arts and moving a prop, it really just releases a lot and you can just move whatever, like, however feels good. Like it's movement meditation, you know? Yeah. So I would just move 
and fuck around with the hoop and sometimes look at a tutorial or two and sometimes not sometimes just try to make up my own moves or, you, or whatever you can. And I, yeah and, and I would do that like all the fucking time like every day you know and it became like my escape to just kind of because when you're in when you're in the flow state and like I gotta say I didn't start I didn't experience a flow state for the first time until probably a month into consistent hooping but like it was like how invigorating the learning process was that led up to like that that kept me hooping despite the fact that I hadn't even experienced a flow state yet mm-hmm. but once I did experience a flow state and that's like that's like your your mind and your body and your hoop are all like one basically you know mm-hmm. like like you feel nothing but movement you're thinking of nothing but movement you know you're not thinking about how you know fucked up your life is or like whatever like you're just enjoying the movement in the moment and like once I felt that flow state it was over like (laughs) I was fucking in it because it's like that is just such a beautiful thing and then once summer ended and I went to back to college um obviously I just kept going like just fucking find time every day to, or every other day or every couple of days to just like move with the hoop and whatnot. And like, uh, I attended, I started attending a flow class with Kit Kat Caitlin, uh, because we're in the same town and she was quite lovely and taught me a lot of hoop stuff. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like a combination of like personal exploration, but also instruction, um, and mm-hmm. hoop tutorials online are so accessible and yeah. you can just teach yourself, you know, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of like how I progressed was just like that combination of like self-exploration and yeah. also like a little bit of instruction. For sure. I, I would agree with that. Even just in the sense you had said, like you'd come home from a like a long day and just like move. And I find that that's kind of my outlet as well with it, especially when I'm like feeling very overwhelmed with my emotions. I'll find that then I'm more drawn to like, okay, I just need to like move and yeah. it helps me process it. And then I feel like those moments too, oddly enough, I guess this happens in my like photo work and like art as well. But when I'm feeling some type of way, I feel like it's easier to tap in, <laughs> you know, like when I'm feeling strong emotions, like good or bad, it's just easier to tap in. Yeah. Because they're, they're watching over you. They're intense. So did you, your festival and hooping, was that hand in hand or had you gone to festivals before you started hooping? It was hand okay, in hand. So, so you yeah. started hooping and then you started going to festivals because yeah, it, of that or just like like simultaneous interest or someone else was like... It was because of Jacob because he he had like introduced hooping to me, but at the same time, he had also taken me to my first rave, which was actually Liquid Stranger. And I had oh, never awesome. listened to EDM music before that. So it was kind uh, of a really intense introduction, but I fucking loved it. And I am just such a bass head. Like I am just a dubstep lover because of it. So yeah, I, I got into hooping and festivals at the same time, but I, I didn't start bringing my hoop to festivals until my third festival that I went to or for third rave that I went to. That's cool though. Like 
just three and then you're comfortable enough to just do it yeah. <laughs> in front of that many people like that's that's where I struggle and it's funny because I grew up like doing recitals and performing and talent shows but now in adulthood I'm like don't look at me even if I'm good at something because I get so such weird stage fright does yeah. that happen to you how do you combat that are you just confident enough in like your drills and like the skills that you've established that it doesn't it kind of like keeps you from being as nervous in those scenarios oh yeah I mean I was gonna say like the first festival that I brought my hoop to was escape Halloween and it's funny because when you look at my Instagram post from that festival and the caption I'm like yeah like it was my first time bringing my hoop to the festival like it was so fun I was totally in my zone all night and that is a lie. I was not in my zone. I was really uncomfortable. I was really scared. I was so self-conscious. I was Aww. not comfortable in my abilities to hoop, but I went out there and I did it anyways. And but like, did you feel good? Like, did you feel like that was the correct community? Because I would assume that that would be a great place to do it. It was. Everyone there that night was so like supportive and nice to me. So like, it was, it was great. Like, and it just kind of took that first jump of like, well, fuck, like taking your flow prop out to a rave or a festival for the first time, you're going to be uncomfortable. Like you are so out of your zone. Like, but like once I took that jump, like the next festival that I went, that I brought it with me to, which was countdown, it was like second nature. You know, it just like, it felt so comfortable to like have my hoop there with me. It did not start that way, but <laughs> it kind of grew that way. And also obviously as I progressed with skills, like I'm going to get more confident with it. Um, but yeah, it, it did take a little bit of a jarring first time to like get comfortable with it. But I mean, now, now we're here. So, yeah. And then, so I guess like circling back to the audition that you want to do that you're going to do now, that would be like your full-time job or would it be like a gig kind of situation? So in performing for insomniac i'm mainly considering for fun mm, because, okay i mean it's it's not consistent enough to really be a full-time job so it's kind of more of a uh i'd say resume builder get some connections and also yeah. just like live out a dream like no for sure I, well that was going to be my question is like what what do you do like outside of this <laughs> like for your, oh, oh, your work Okay. Yeah. Like outside of flow arts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I am a film production student at the moment. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. I, yeah. I did not start that way. I started as a bio major and then <laughs> two years in at the end of my second year, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like this is not aligning with my beliefs. I don't want to mm -hmm. do bio for the rest of my life. So why am I going to continue pursuing a degree that feels like a waste of time at this point. So I switched. Mm, yeah. I switched to, yeah. I switched to film production, which no, I don't want to be on movie sets, but I'm aiming to be a professional event videographer and photographer. So at the oh, nice. Yeah. So at the beginning of this year, I, I bought my first camera and um, right now, like obviously that's still building, right? Like I've only been doing photography and videography uh, like professionally for like six months. So that is kind of building, getting a portfolio and whatnot, getting gigs here and there. Um, mm -hmm. but right now, like my main source of income, I just work at a restaurant. Um, like so that's cool that, that you're having, you found like this, like a way to make your passion more than just like a, a hobby. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's why I was asking. I was just curious, like outside of it, like how did you end up here where you are now? You know, that's an awesome opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that you want to do event photography because I work in events. So I love that. (laughs) I do like event coordination full time. So that's like my jam. I I, I also do event coordination. I, I run a music organization called IV Webs. Um, and it's a dubstep organization. So we throw like music events with. <gasps> That's so play. awesome. So, um, yeah. And your <laughs> more than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like everything you're doing goes hand in hand. Yeah. Kind of right. Like it seems like yeah. that. Yeah. That's say. awesome. I mean, except, so then, except for except for the restaurant work, but that's kind of like, I need income. (laughs) So we are forced to live in a society that we have to pay for things. So we have to have (laughs) the money part for that. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. So what do you have? Like, would you like to do flow arts as more of a career oriented thing? Or would you want to like kind of tie in that with events and photography? Or do you feel like it's just a hobby. No wrong answer here. I'm just curious how you're thinking about it. Yeah. So it's always changing, right? Like I'm still young. I'm still figuring out what the fuck I want to do. But mm-hmm. um right now I want to keep it as more of like a side hustle or a hobby. Um the idea of turning it into my full-time job seems pretty stressful. And flow arts is my release. And it's helped Mm -hmm. me so immensely with my mental health. And like, it's so tied and connected to my mental health and how I've improved over the past couple of years. And the thought of turning that into a way to get money is for me personally, it's not really something that appeals to me right now. Um, Mm. So it's like, but yes, do I want to perform? Fuck yeah. I'm auditioning for, for Insomniac. I'm auditioning for Lucidity Festival, which is a local festival that happens here in Santa Barbara. Like, but it's not at the moment something that I want to pursue for a main income right now. I'd rather pursue photography and videography for that. Mm. Um, but in the it's future, smart to know that about yourself, you know, yeah, because you never know where your like connections will land you, especially working within the space, you know, especially as an event person, just even yeah. in general, even f- event photography and videography. You never know who you'll come across. That's just like, oh, hey, you do flow arts too. Cool. I need someone yeah. to dance at my wedding. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's cool. I yeah. was curious um, what you mentioned that you have dabbled with a lot of other flow props. All or which ones? <laughs> um. So I own um, a staff, silk fans, poi. And rope dart. Um, sorry, I'm oh, trying to see if I have any others. Oh, and a wh- and a whip, a light whip. Um, no oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it though. I I I say I'm like that's it. There's I'm pretty like good amount. <laughs> I'm pretty beginner with all of those, but it's mm-hmm. you know I I do play with them here and there. So I have respect. I saw someone recently who was doing fire poi, and I was like, so that's cool. so. Hard. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to ask if you had any tips from me being curious since I've never been to a festival and I'm going to start dabbling this year. Do you have like 
tips for people who want to bring their flow props to a festival? Like, are there things that you need to know? <laughs> Number one, check the festival rules and see if it's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, smart. I, I have showed up with my hoop and then turned away at security <laughs> what do you do just Go leave it at your car. campsite oh uh, yeah 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 so um, <laughs> I would say that's the first thing um the second thing is if it's led make sure it's charged and bring a portable charger for it if you have it or it, like if you have one mm-hmm. and nice. um uh, wear clothing that will not be restrictive in terms of flowing. So I mm-hmm. always wear to festivals skin tight clothing. I don't bring jackets. The only thing for warmth that I bring is my Pashi. And I just give that to my friends while I'm flowing because they don't, they don't mind if you just put a scarf around their neck, but they're going to get pissed off if you're asking them to hold your jacket all night. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's what I do personally these are pro tips right here <laughs> um and then uh mentally I'd say um just feel the music find, mm. find a spot in the back I like the phrase talent pit at at raves where it's just like the spot in the back where it's a little more open and flow that's where flow artists go mm. to mm-hmm. dance with their props so find a flow pit or make your own flow pit and just fucking close your eyes and feel the music and then mm. start moving. And if people are looking at you and watching, it's probably because they're high as fuck on drugs and they think it looks cool. So uh, yeah, do your thing and don't stress. Like, just like I remind myself, like I'm here for the music and then I just feel the music and I move however the fuck I want to. Because like it's a festival and there are a lot of other people there, but you are the last thing that other people are worried about. You are mm-hmm. you are the most worried about yourself in that moment. So if you can let go of that, you will have such a good ass fucking time with your prop. Yeah, that's good advice. Because <laughs> it's so true. And you think of, I think that's like true in general too, right? A lot of times people just don't care about what you're doing. Yeah, like it seems like they do, but then you think about you. I don't know. I'm not also a very observant person, so maybe I can't speak for the general masses. But uh-huh. you stay in your own lane sometimes mentally. You know, you're like, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait to go to a festival. I'm so excited. Oh yeah. Sparkle family on this week's on this day in art history segment. I have a very exciting story for you guys. If any of you happen to be a fan of the Beatles, they happen to play their first concert in the United States on February 11th in 1964. And it was at the Coliseum in Washington, D.C. It's very cool to think about how impactful this moment was in the creative space. The Beatles were a huge part of music and culture and still are to this day. I mean, household name much, right? Um, A quote that I found in the Washington Post from Paul McCartney about the show says, we'd seen a lot of British stars come back from America with their tails between their legs. 
We had made a promise to ourselves not to go until we had a number one. We were so excited to be madly popular in America, which was to us the holy grail, because every shred of music we ever loved came from there. It was euphoric, and now we were heading to Washington on the train, which was very glamorous, and to cap it off, there was that beautiful snow. I will share some images that I have found from this event on the Instagram at Creative Footnotes. And I encourage you all to go out and maybe find some YouTube videos if they're out there or even just to read a little bit of some of the people's experiences that were able to go to this show. And that's a wrap for this week's On This Day in Art History. Um, okay. What would you give as advice to people who want to start out in full arts? I would say, um, obviously find a prop. Um, if you don't know what kind of prop you want, just go on YouTube and look up videos of people spinning different kinds of props. And just mm -hmm. like, if you see one that appeals to you, it needs to look like it feels good. That's what I would say. Like, I personally wouldn't choose something that looks cool because you want to choose something that you're going to enjoy moving with, right? Mm. So, like, uh, for me, the hoop was just kind of, like, placed onto me. Like, it was really the only prop I was exposed to at first. But then, like, I got a light whip because it looked like it felt good. Um, oh. You enjoy it more that, that if you choose based off of that, in my opinion. Um, and then just get the prop. And once you have it, just put on music and just move it around. Don't even worry about tutorials. You need to spend mm -hmm. more time in the beginning getting familiar with it to establish your style with it and just learn how it works. Just throw it around. If it's a prop that you can like let go of, like play, throw and catch, like try to just do whatever the fuck you want to do with it because there are no rules. There are no mm -hmm. rules with flow arts. Just mm -hmm. how you want, put on music, just fucking dance with it, you know? And it's like, obviously consistency is good. Like make sure you do it like once a week at least. And yeah. And then like, once you feel a little more established with it, then start looking at tutorials like here and yeah. there, you no, know? but the most important thing is build, building a connection with a prop. It's, I would say, stay out of the mindset of, oh, I want to learn how to be good at this. No. Yeah. You want, feel good. you want to feel movement and enjoy movement while you're listening to music that you enjoy. You want movement meditation. I would say that for me is the point of flow arts is for fucking mental health. And mm -hmm. if you end up mm -hmm. being good at the prop at the end of the day, as a result of you enjoying your time with it, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> and added bonus. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think it's easy to overthink things, especially with social media, right? It's a common thing that we oh, all yeah. experience. I feel lucky that my my relationship with social media has like shifted recently. I find that like seeing other people's videos is more positive for me in this mm -hmm. part of my life. Like it just makes me want to go learn more. <laughs> but I think you have to know that about yourself too. It's yeah. funny because when I started learning how to hoop, um, I also was in a really bad place in my life. I was having a lot of kind of like health issues and anxiety. Like it was so bad. I couldn't even leave like my parents' house. Like mm -hmm. I was just afraid that I was going to like die 
anywhere I was going. Like it was very extreme. Mm-hmm. And I had always wanted to learn how to hula hoop. And what's funny is in my head, that just meant hooping around your waist, which is like a common yes. thing that I hear <laughs> because I just also didn't know that there was more to do with it. And so I bought a hoop from Walmart, also not knowing, and was like looking up videos because I did just look up videos in the beginning. Uh-huh. And it made me realize, oh, I can do more than just like waist hooping because I was trying and trying and trying. And to be honest, I still can't do it except for with my massive, super heavy hoop. Yep. I can't do it. And like yep. so many people will talk to me. They're like, oh, I can't hula hoop. And I'm like, girl, me either. Yeah. <laughs> There's That's so what I say. It. <laughs> it's like a common misconception. Like I kind of can as a semi-transition a few if I have a momentum going, but I can't just stand there and waste tube. Like oh, same, same. You know, <laughs> so it's just interesting. Like there's a lack of, uh, I guess, maybe even knowledge if you haven't been exposed to it of everything that it can be. Yeah. And so just like spreading that, I've like given hoops to a few of my friends recently too because they've just seen my videos and been like, I want to try that because they just saw me having like a good time with it and that makes me happy because I feel like that's kind of like you're talking about like the organic way to kind of like filter into it you know like oh that looks fun I want to try it yeah 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 um I know we've talked about festivals a little bit and I don't know if this is on your to speak about list but I kind of wanted to just get your take on Burning Man because I know you were there and there was a lot of talk about it this year um (laughs) about everything that was going on. And so I just kind of wanted to hear about your experience, like a first person experience about what it was like. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Burning Man. It was my first time attending and I was, I, I went with a fire conclave, uh, based out of Santa Barbara called Pyro Kitten. And we were supposed to perform in front of the man, uh, on the night of the burn. Obviously that didn't happen because um it was <laughs> incredibly muddy <laughs> but, um, what did happen was there just a storm like just bad weather yeah basically what happened is uh on the third it was i think a thursday or friday night um and it's running man started on like monday so it was like the third or fourth night depending on how long you had been there but um and it was in the afternoon and just flash thunderstorms just popped up and um it just started coming down and down and down and down and it did not stop for uh until like the next morning and then it rained again later i think rained on and off um the next day and by that time it was like mud city like it was we were calling it like raining man because like (laughs) it was just so muddy and like the thing is like there were a lot of people worried about our safety. Like we went to like a Wi-Fi hotspot and my phone, both me and my partner's phones just fucking exploded because people were like, Oh my God, are you alive? Like the news is saying that someone died and like that people are starving and like don't are running out of water and are like all the fucking toilets are filled up and they're shitting on the ground. And I'm like, we were like, we were just posted. There was nothing wrong except for the fact that it was a little bit muddy there was literally nothing wrong. If you, if people ran out of food that weekend, it's because they weren't going to bring, they didn't bring enough food anyways, because you're going to stay till Sunday or Monday. And people were allowed to leave on Sunday. So if people ran out of food, that was their own damn fault. And it would have happened anyway. We were fine. Yeah. We had enough water. 
were the toilets disgusting? Yeah, they were because they couldn't get serviced because they drive trucks to get them serviced and the trucks couldn't. You can't drive in that mud. And the main reason why Burning Man closed the gates and didn't allow anybody to leave was not because you physically couldn't leave. People did leave anyways. Some people got stuck, but most people who tried to leave did leave. The reason why they closed the gates was because if everyone drove out, that mud with the cars creates these insane ruts in the ground, and that can permanently damage the playa. Obviously, Mm. this is a leave no trace event. We don't want to just fuck up the environment because we're being selfish. So they just closed all the gates so that we could just, you know, maintain the state of the ground. So... A lot of, I don't know, apparently a lot of people were like making it seem like it was a big deal, but it really wasn't. It was just fucking wet. Yeah. I remember it. everyone was fine. I saw were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, so did, do you feel like it, what do you feel like it brought to that experience though? Like I know it was your first time, so you didn't necessarily have the context to another year, but do you feel like in those circumstances, like the community really came together to deal with that situation? Oh yeah. It was beautiful. Like we, everyone connected with their neighbors a lot more because you were like stuck. Yeah, we were stuck. So in, in the days before we were like drive where we had a scooter, we were scootering all around the city doing this and that. And then once it rained, we were forced down to like our block basically. So like, I got to know like all the cool ass people at my camp. I'm, I was so lucky to be camping with camp kinetic, which is a camp for flow artists. So oh, like, wow. was, and we had like this dope ass sound system as well. So like, it was literally, we all had such a good time because we were all just flowing the whole time, just getting to know each other. And yeah, it was, it was quite lovely. Like rain or shine. I was really enjoying my time. Like the whole week. Did you, did they get to do the burn? Like, did that affect the rain? Did that affect that? So the burn was on, I'm trying to remember. I think the burn was on Monday night and it's supposed to be on Friday night. So uh, it did happen, but not everyone stayed to see it. Uh, but gotcha. we, we did stay to see the burn, but we couldn't perform. Um, so unfortunately, mm-hmm. we had all, all of the um, all of the fire spinning groups had like had like whole entire like dances choreographed, ready, but nobody got to perform. Um, so that did kind of suck. But like in the end, like we did spin a lot of fire. So like outside of performing so it was fun anyways that's cool that's that's awesome that you still had a good experience like that you still had something to take away from it because I know it just can be a lot to be somewhere you're not familiar with yeah in the elements oh you know like it just can be a lot so it's cool that you took something from that and had a good time Hello, Sparkle family, and welcome to your tarot reading for the next two weeks. Some interesting energy happening in the collective these weeks. We have two major arcana cards, and the first starts with the devil. Um, So strange things might be happening. Um, Be careful of the way you're thinking about the things that are coming into your life, or beware of temptation. There could be something coming back into your life that's a test. Just be observant in this time and be careful. Don't make rash decisions. Um, And don't be too quickly trusting maybe of new people that come into your life. And the devil is followed by the fool, um, which is the start of the major arcana journey. 
it has more of an innocence to it, um, which could be perceived as naive or it could be perceived as, um, how, how should I put that? It could be perceived as youthful and joyous, not naive in a, a negative connotation, but looking at things as if you haven't seen them before so that you're not looking through a, a tainted experience, if that makes sense. Um, you could have a lot of energy in this time following whatever might have been testing you prior with the devil, and lots of paths are available for you to go down. So be wary of decision-making over the next two weeks, but look at things with fresh eyes. And you know what? You could still make a really cool video of your performance. Oh, so that yeah. we could see it, you know? I mean, our, uh, um, we, our submission video to Burning Man to like apply to perform, that mm -hmm. is like the video. Like, wow. How yeah. many people do they choose? Do you know? Uh, I think they like have, like, I think they have like 12 conclaves roughly. Wow. And then each, because I'm pretty sure it's it's a full circle around the man, and there's twelve. Mm. So I want to I want to say there's twelve conclaves, and each conclave can have, I'd say between ten to forty people. Like our our conclave, Pyro Kitten was huge. We had like thirty people ish. It was a lot. That's but, so cool. Yeah. So um. Yeah. About about, about twelve groups. That's cool. Wow. How awesome. Was that a fast process or was it slow? Like how long before Burning Man did you audition? Well, okay. So we auditioned, I think in uh, like late May-ish, I think late May, early June. And then Burning Man was in September. So it was roughly like, what is that? Like two, oh wait, like three full months beforehand. Wow. So yeah. And then like- did they did they pay for it too since you were performing or did you have to like get your fare and everything you got, like hugely discounted tickets um, oh amazing yeah i think it, instead of a grand they were like two or three hundred wow yeah nice okay so i'm gonna come and join you now <laughs> no yeah if you want to go to burning man That's and awesome. go to Florida, just join a conclave yeah that's really cool though i didn't even know that was a thing but it makes sense like a collective basically yeah 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 that's really awesome well, I know I already asked you what you would say to someone starting out, but something I like to close, like asking my guests is like what they wish for the general creative collective for the next year. In terms of like um, other flow artists types of thing or? Could be anyone. Could be flow artists specifically, could just be creatives. Okay. Okay. I would say, hmm. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I would say like for the creative collective, like keep going, like, mm. it, like expression, like artists who share their art, like that spreads so much love and joy and contentment. So like keep fucking going. If you're a new artist, keep fucking going. If you're if you're like a seasoned artist, keep fucking going. Like 
Like I like I love talking to other creatives because it's just like I feel like certain creatives have like this mindset that is very like eye-opening and just so genuine because when you share art that you created, that is a part of your soul. Like mm-hmm. there is no arguing that. That is part of your soul. Mm-hmm. And like I would say like I want to keep seeing it. Like I've I fucking love people who create. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's what humans were put here to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm right there with you. And I'm so happy that you want to talk about your art and we're happy to come on here and talk to me. Um, I feel like very excited that I'm like found the flow community, you know, because yeah. it's so really like even just connecting with you and then also someone else I had connected with who sent me my first like nice poly pro hoop for Christmas yeah. last year is my neighbor now in Atlanta. What? I love I that. met her on Instagram. So it's just so <laughs> crazy, you know? So yeah. I'm happy that I will repeat that back to you though. Keep doing it because you inspire me as well. Um, oh so yeah, thank you. Keep doing that. I wish you the best of luck on your audition. I definitely want to hear thank you. Um, about it. And thank you so much for taking the time. 